just kind of trying to make sure that in this first message in the series, we realize this is all about who Jesus is and what he's done and us finding our identity in him. And really, our happiness is an overflow of being connected to the source, the spring of living water, who is now blossoming a harvest in our lives. And God is glorified then when we bear much fruit. Wouldn't it be amazing to find a real treasure map? But the reality is that you won't find the X on the map without knowing where to start. Well, in today's message, Pastor Daniel points out the foundations of a happy life, where X marks the spot, begin in the person of Jesus. He's your source and foundation for the crazy happy life that God wants you to have. The first step on the map to happiness is to be rooted in your identity in Him. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Psalms chapter 144 as he continues his message. Let's get crazy happy. Jesus is if happy are the people whose God is the Lord, then why right now do we find ourselves pretty crispy, pretty unhappy? Well, that answer is pretty simple. Happiness is not found where we normally look for it. Happiness is not found where you and I normally look for it. And the reason that happens is because like, when we look for happiness, we're always looking for a change of circumstance. We're looking for something external. We're like, okay, I'm unhappy, so I need to change all these things. Right? And we often think that it's like, hey, I need to swap these things out. Like, I need to get a different job. I need, I'll be happy when I get the promotion. You know, I'm single or I'll be happy when I'm married. Some people are married, like, I'll be happy when I'm single again. Right? It's like, you're married, like, I'll be happy when I have kids. And then they'll be, I'll be happy when the kids get out of the house. See, it's always becomes defined by a change in circumstance. So we're always looking outside to change something to make us happy. You know, I remember this when uh, my bride, Lynn, and I, you know, in, in our journey as a married couple, I remember I used to say to myself, man, I'm really going to be happy when I'm not renting a house, but I own a house. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love where we live, but man, there's nothing greater than just calling your landlord and being like, yeah, everything's broken, you know? But, but when you own the house, then it's like when everything's broken, who gets to fix it? <laughs> you do. Right? And I, sometimes I'm like, man, I was just talking to my father about this the other day. We were talking about like, you know, kind of home maintenance and some of the stuff we had to do recently in our home. And, and he's like, man, it's a full-time job keeping the house up. And I'm like, isn't it the truth? But, but what's interesting, and I'm not saying that home ownership is bad and I'm not lamenting it, but like oftentimes we think that the stuff that's going to make us happy, we end up trying it only to find that we're not happy. Like statistically, people who get divorced are less happy three years later, and they think that they should have stayed in their marriage. Unless there's some kind of extraneous, horrendous circumstances. We always say, I'll be happier when. Because the problem with fallen humanity is if we don't hear what the Lord says, and we don't get God's perspective on it, we're always looking for happiness in the wrong places. You know, that old 
pop song. You're looking for love in all the wrong places. You just swap out happiness. It's the same thing. But you have to realize that's not a new problem. The idea that humans look for happiness in the wrong place is as old as humanity is. Listen to the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13. A verse that every time I come back to it, I'm very convicted by it. Where it says, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So God is speaking to the prophet Jeremiah, and really what he's doing is he's concerned, he's lamenting the fact that his children, the children of Israel, had made two grave mistakes, which he says they've committed two evils. The first is that they've forsaken him, the fountain of living water. So he's saying, me who is the spring of all refreshment in life, my people have forsaken me. And why did they forsake the Lord? Because they decided to hew for themselves cisterns or, or water containers. But then he says, they're broken cisterns that can hold no water. See, really what he's saying is, is that in the pursuit of what they wanted, instead of holding on to him who is the spring of all refreshment in life, Humanity has this tendency to would rather than receiving it from the Lord and knowing the Lord, we make ourselves our own little water pots. But the problem is the water pots can't hold any water. And in a lot of ways, this is the human dilemma. Because instead of holding on to the fountain of living water, we want to make things for ourselves to receive water from but they actually can't hold the water. And that is the hamster wheel of happiness seeking in our day. I mean, like, you go on vacation and then you need a better vacation. You you, you attain a certain level of success, but there's always the next step, right? It's like you have your friends. They've been your friends forever, but you need better friends, more, more extravagant friends. Like, it's like there's always, like, the new phone comes out and it's like, oh, we need to get the new phone. And it's this hamster wheel of your constantly seeking after happiness when the whole time all you're doing is you're just making for yourselves water containers that hold the water. And can we just be honest that that's what we do? If you were to just do the last five years of your life, what things are like, man, when I get that thing, it's going to make me happy. How much pursuing have we done? You know, it's just, I I see it, it's so common in my life. I I always laugh because, you know, my personality is, I'm, I'm always curious So I can look back over my life and I can see different times when there was like, hey, I'm pursuing this thing. Like, so like when I was a musician, I needed to own every single song by every single artist I liked. It was just the way that it was. So it's like me and my buddies, we get paid at a gig and we would just run to the record store back in the day when we'd buy compact discs or LPs or even cassette tapes. And, you know, you just like, I got to get to there. Oh, they have a new album. Oh, they have old albums. out. Oh, they play with this. We would just collect, 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 collect. Right. But what's amazing is no matter how much music I owned, It actually never made me happy. There was always the next album to buy. So really, I was trying to find that fulfillment in that. And then, sure enough, then I come to know Jesus, right? And then, guess what? You know what I do? I take the same idea, and I'm like, I need to own every single book on Jesus. And it's like, you find an author, and you're like, ooh, that person wrote 30 books, Mm, you know? And then you go back to the old school authors, you know what I mean, where where they, they weren't 
distracted by all this stuff. And all they did was write, and they wrote verbosely. And it's like, I have libraries of books. Now, I love books. I'm not saying that books are bad, but I never found true happiness in a book, except for the Bible, right? So it's like, you end up doing these things where you're like, I need to get this thing. I need to get this thing. And it's, it's a constant pursuit. And in a lot of ways, what I've learned is these things are not bad, but they actually don't get the job done. It's like, it, it doesn't fulfill that deepest desire of our hearts. And the children of Israel did it, and we do it still today. The mistake we make is we would rather than receive from God, who is the fountain of living waters, we want to build our own, make our own little cisterns. We want to create something that's going to make me happy. But the problem is, is that container, it's leaky. Maybe you'll get a little water out of it for a moment. But ultimately, it's not the spring of living water. It's slowly dripping and losing. And that's the problem that we have. And that's why the happiness pursuit is such a lifelong process for all of us. But guess what? Jesus himself spoke extensively about happiness. You may be like, but Daniel, where? Well, guess what? Jesus defines happiness as being blessed. That's how Jesus defines it. Jesus defines happiness by using the word blessed. And the most famous place that we learn about these blessed people is, of course, in the Sermon on the Mount, you know? And, and what's fascinating about it is it's Jesus' perhaps his most famous teaching, but yet so few people see it as, hey, this is God's how-to manual of where happiness is found. And in a lot of ways, that's why I call this book Crazy Happy, because as you read these passages, what you begin to realize is that God's plan for human happiness is found in surprising places. Like places you just don't expect it. Like nobody would choose these places, but it's exactly what Jesus speaks about. And of course, I'm talking about Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 to 9. The famed Beatitudes. Now, I'm going to read you the Beatitudes today and make a few just preliminary comments on it. But really, our series, we're going to be looking, we're going to be able to take a couple messages as we're exploring what Crazy Happy is all about. We're going to look at each one individually and kind of tease out some ideas for it. But what's interesting is that in many translations, that word that's translated in my New King James or the King James Bible as blessed is, oh, how happy is the person. Oh, how happy is the person. What's interesting is when I read you Psalm 144.15, right, Happy is the person whose God is the Lord. A lot of translations have blessed is the person whose God is the Lord. If you also look, I was reading it this morning in my devotional time. Uh, Psalm 128 verses 1 and 2. Oh, how happy is the person who fears the Lord and walks in his ways. Some translations say, how blessed is the person who fears the Lord and walks in his ways. So when you see that word blessed, it always speaks of the truly crazy happy person. So listen to what Jesus said. And I want you to allow the, how provocative what Jesus is saying is. I want you to allow it to, to touch your heart. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. 
Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, the reason I call it crazy happy is because you notice just from the beginning it talks about, oh, how happy is the poor in spirit. Blessed are those, oh, how happy are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are hungering and thirsting. I mean, you don't think about humility and you don't think about sadness. You don't think about being wanting something that you don't have, being thirsty, being unsatisfied with where you are as being the context for what happiness looks like. But that's exactly what Jesus talks about. You'll realize that there's nine beatitudes here. My book, Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life. See, Jesus in his most famous teaching, and maybe the Beatitudes are the most famous section of Jesus' most famous teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, it begins with the definition of this is what a happy person is. Now, here's what I want to tell you. It's commonly called the Beatitudes. It's not the do-attitudes. Now, I think that's important, and you're going to want to write that down. You're going to want to tweet that. You're going to want to put that thing on your wall, because really what it's saying is that the happy person, it's who we are, not what we do. And it speaks about our identity in Jesus. Remember back in Psalm 144, verse 15? Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. This speaks about who our family is and our family identity and who we know. It's about who we are truly in Christ. And what I believe is I believe that Really understanding the crazy happy life is simply us uncovering in experience in the trials and messes of real life, uncovering our truest identity, who we really are in Christ. See, so much of our pursuit of happiness is us looking for things to give us identity, but really Christianity says this is who you are in Jesus. And as we learn how to live that out in the messy crazy circumstances of life, then you realize, oh, I didn't need anything to be happy because I'm happy because of who I am in Jesus. It's so mind-boggling. Like, you don't need to do anything other than be in Jesus and literally walk in that identity for you and I to be crazy happy. But so often we want to define ourselves by relationships or status or stuff or promotions or recognition or all these things, and we all do it. But really, the truly blessed person is the person who is secure knowing who God is and who they are in him. And we're going to unpack that through this series. I mean, there's so much to cover. And obviously, the book goes into all different areas, things that we're not even going to cover. But you have to realize, God wants you to be happy. By default, by default, we look for happiness in the wrong places. 
And every time you read in the Bible about the person who's blessed, that's the biblical definition of what happiness is. And then finally, to, to, to bring this introductory message to the Crazy Happy series to a close, you have to realize that the blessed person bears fruit. The blessed person bears fruit. And what that means is that as you and I, by the power of the Holy Spirit, because of the word of God and the finished work of Jesus, as we walk in this world, and as we understand and live out of the reality of who Jesus is and who we are in him, there's going to be fruit born in our life. And the Bible is replete with these discussions of fruit bearing. And I kind of love that about the Bible because in that culture, it was long before Costco. It was, it was an agricultural society, right? And so, so the fruit was an essential food group. It was before they had Twinkies that they could live on. Although I do believe maybe the manna from heaven could have been Twinkies. We could discuss that another day. But, but, but seriously, it's like before we had all these edible food-like substances, there was just the stuff that was produced naturally. And so Trees bearing fruit was an important picture in their day, and it is still today. And of course, I think of John chapter 15, verse 8, where Jesus said, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so you will be my disciples. Now, obviously, John 15 talks all about how Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. And without him, we could do nothing, right? But if we abide in Jesus and the vine, you know, um, if we abide in him, then we will bear much fruit. So again, it's the same. You see how I'm just, I'm just kind of trying to make sure that in this first message in this series, we realize this is all about who Jesus is and what he's done and us finding our identity in him. And really, our happiness is in overflow of being connected to the source, the spring of living water, who is now blossoming a harvest in our lives. And God is glorified then when we bear much fruit. And what I would say is, God is glorified when the disciples of Jesus are crazy happy. When we find our happiness in Christ, in Christ alone, in our identity in Him. And when all the other things, we put them in their proper place. Not that we don't enjoy things, but we're never trying to build our identity on this. Our identity is so rooted and grounded in Jesus that the fruit that is born, we know this is because of Jesus. And of course, the most famous passage about the fruit that God wants to bear in our lives is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, where it says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then it says, against such there is no law. Now, what I think is fascinating, and really the foundation of the Crazy Happy book, is the fact that there are nine Beatitudes of Matthew chapter 5, and there are nine characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. Fascinating, isn't it? Do you think that's by chance? It's definitely not by chance. God knew as the Spirit was inspiring, the, the, the writing of the Scriptures knew that there'd be nine of each one of these. And what's beautiful is in the book, we, we put them together in different ways and we explore what does it mean to be crazy happy? Because God wants to bear fruit in all of our lives. And I'll be honest with you, 
There is nothing more joy producing at all than when you see God transforming your own life. When you see God doing a work in you in such a way that where you used to be mean, now you're loving. Where you used to be impatient, now you're long-suffering. Maybe you used to be really kind of, uh, you know, a, a little bit sharp, but now there's kindness there. You, maybe you were a little bit more rough, and now all of a sudden there's a gentleness there. You used to not be able to, to, to step away without getting yourself into trouble, but now there's self-control there. And you realize, oh, this is who God made me to be. And it's, a, it's the evidence of your life in Jesus. I always tell people, because people ask, man, you know, there's nothing I love more as a pastor than when someone is brokenhearted by a mistake that they made. And it's always so surprising to people when it happens. People come and like, oh, I just made this huge mistake. You know, like I, I raised my voice to my kids and I, was, and I spoke just in the wrong way and I feel so terrible. I'm like, praise the Lord. And they're like, excuse me? I'm like, I'm not saying I'm praising God for what you did. I'm praising God that you know that God's got a better thing for you than what you did. I'm like, that's proof that you're God's child because when the Holy Spirit convicts you of what's going on, it's like he's saying to you, listen, yes, you've done that a million times. But no more. Not in my family. All sorts of people act that way, but not you, because you are coming to an awareness of who you are in me. And we don't act that way. And when that happens, that gets me so excited because I realize now someone's, the sanctification process that Jesus died and rose again and sealed us by the spirit that we would walk in, now it's starting to take root. I always tell people, I'm so happy I'm not what I used to be. And I'm so hopeful because I know I'm not what I'm going to be. But today's the day where God wants to do a work in me, in all of us. And in a lot of ways, this is the crazy happy journey. The crazy happiness is not that you get everything right. Crazy happiness is not that you're going to be smiling all the time and everything's going to be wonderful. No, actually, that isn't what crazy happiness is. Crazy happiness is us knowing who we are in Jesus, moving through a crazy world with all sorts of crazy things that's going on, Constantly uncovering who we are in Jesus and learning how to trust him and stay rooted in him so that we can move through this world as salt and light. Oh, are you excited for this? You could tell I'm amped up about this series. And we're going to have a great time exploring some of the themes of my brand new book, Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life. But for today, what does it look like for each one of us to find our identity in Jesus alone. To be willing to let Jesus incorporate the confusing parts of our life into what real happiness is. And what does it look like for us to come to an awareness that we're blessed and to allow the Spirit of God to produce His fruit in our lives? I would say, this is what the Christian life is all about. Jesus is Pastor Daniel closed out today's message with the reminder that God's definition of happiness isn't all smiles and smooth circumstances. It's better than that. It's a deep and abiding settledness that comes from knowing who Jesus is, what he's done, and who you are in him. When you're tethered to Jesus, you won't be uprooted by the storms of life. So happiness is the overflow of learning how to trust him as you walk through this crazy world. 
Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel here. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I'm so stoked you're a listener of Jesus' Real Radio, and I know Jesus has amazing plans for you. I'd love to hear the story of how God's working in your life. Give us a call here at Jesus' Real Radio at 360-256-4655 or email me at real at danielfusco.com. We're so glad we can be a part of your life through the ministry of Jesus is Real Radio. Would you like to be a part of what we're doing? We would like to ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner of this program. Your contribution, no matter the size, will be used to reach people with the gospel message. Find out more at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Just click on Give. Thank you for partnering with us. Join us again here on Jesus is Real Radio when Pastor Daniel starts unpacking what Jesus has to say about how to find happiness. As you study part of the Sermon on the Mount, you'll discover that his roadmap is different than what you might expect. The first step to happiness is humility. Happiness starts with acknowledging that you can't be right with God on your own and need Jesus to rescue you. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Daniel continues teaching through this series called Crazy Happy. That's next time on Jesus Is Real Radio.